My name is Father Alan Bauer. I'm a priest of the Diocese of St. Augustine, which is located in North Florida. Delight to be here. It's been a few years since I've been in Washington State, and it's hard to surpass the beauty you enjoy day in and day out here. And I'm here, as uh, was mentioned at the beginning of Mass, on behalf of Cross Catholic Outreach, which is an international Catholic charity that mobilizes the global church to attend to our suffering brothers and sisters around the globe in Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, Central and South America. And I'll give you a little thumbnail sketch of the wonderful work that's being done through Cross Catholic as part of the homily and uh, encourage you to help support us in our outreach that we can keep doing the good that the Lord asks of us. A little bit about myself, I'm a 28-year Navy veteran and on the front half of my 28 years, I was supply corps officer, which are basically the business managers of the Navy. And as I was uh, in pursuit of chasing the stars of the Admiralty, I come to realize the Lord wanted me to chase his stars instead. So I went to the seminary in the 80s, and on the day of my ordination, May 20th, 1989, I transitioned to the chaplain corps. And I would say the high points of that time, uh, the remaining 14 years, was serving our Marines at Camp Lejeune during Desert Shield and Storm. Later on, I was the base chaplain of our naval base at Guantanamo, Cuba, and followed that with being a command chaplain on the Marine aircraft carrier USS Wasp LHD-1. I share that little bio for one simple reason, for the kids. I can tell you, kids, my life has not unfolded any way that I ever imagined or dreamed of, and so much better than I could have hoped for. My guidance and offer advice to you is listen to the Lord. Pursue your dreams and your interest, but keep an ear open to the Lord. I guarantee he has some surprises in store for you, but if you listen to him and follow him, it'll all ultimately work out well. And that's what we celebrate here, is despite the appearance of a tragic end, it actually becomes the beginning. As we know, our Lord is risen and ascended to the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Our challenge is to follow him so that we can find our way safely to his kingdom. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. This was the beginning line of today's psalmody. And uh, it's one of those biblical terms that in our culture, I think, is rarely properly understood. When we speak of fear of the Lord, it doesn't mean being scared to death or trembling your boots. The best way I can describe fear of the Lord is this. Think of that one person in your life that means more to you than anyone else. For many, it will be a spouse or a parent, maybe a childhood classmate. And now for just a brief moment, imagine doing something absolutely horrible to that person. The idea of doing such a thing would just make you tremble and just repulse you. That's fear of the Lord. That abiding respect, the desire to do good and to do nothing that would offend God. And that's why this psalmody compliments those who have proper fear of the Lord are the ones who walk in his ways. And for us to walk in his ways, it's important that we become good students of the Bible. Our Lord emphasizes its importance in the fourth chapter of Matthew, where he invites us 
and t- reminds us, man does not live by bread alone, but only on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then he emphasizes it to even a greater degree at the Last Supper, where he gives his last commandment, or last command. He tells his disciples, love one another as I love you. That puts it in a whole different stratosphere. We are to really be sacrificial and follow the way of the Lord in the playing out of our lives here on earth. And so as we go through sacred scripture, I think one of them that characterizes well what we should be about each and every day is described in the 25th chapter of Matthew's gospel. I'll share some excerpts of it with you. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When do we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When do we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Of course, after this, he addresses the goats, the unrighteous, the ones that failed to do what they could have done, but did not do. They were too self-absorbed and self-focused. And that's why I'm here this weekend, is to share with you an excellent way you can regularly practice our call to uh, address the needs of our least brothers and sisters materially as well as spiritually. And as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, I'm here on behalf of cross-Catholic outreach. And I would say there are four qualities that truly distinguish Cross Catholic from any other charity you've known. The first is our focus, which was inspired by Mother Teresa herself when our founder Jim Kavanaugh established Cross Catholic 20 years ago. It was based on her living witness and her words of wisdom. And as you recall, she uh, referred to those that she ministered to as the poorest of the poor. But I would say here in America, we can't begin to fathom or comprehend what that really entails or means unless you've had the advantages I have had as a 28-year Navy veteran to travel all over the world. And kids, I cannot impress upon you enough how blessed you are simply to be here. I learned that lesson in a startling way 40 years ago. It was in the spring of 1981. I'd finished my submarine tour duty and my petroleum management internship, and I was going off to the Indian Ocean for my next duty assignment. And in my travels to get there, 
I land in Manila in the Philippines, a huge metropolis, many more times the size of the Seattle metropolitan area. And just the airport experience alone was unnerving. I wasn't sure I was still on the same planet. But then as we were going through the major avenues of Manila, I passed city block after city block that wasn't much more than a mishmash of corrugated metals, plywood, cardboard, whatever could be put together as some sense of a shelter. And I'll never forget how alarming it was to me with the casualness that the driver mentioned to me as we passed one. Well, about 5,000 people live over there. And I could tell at a glance, no utilities, no running water, and no sanitation. It was nasty. But as the day unfolded, it got worse. As we're heading out to Clark Air Force Base to get my hop out to the Indian Ocean, uh, we come up on a little village called Alongapo City. And in the distance, I see this huge mound, but it's moving. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, what in the world is that? It was only as we finally got up close enough, I realized, my God, that's women and children combing a garbage dump for today's meal. That is the harsh reality of our world. Of the six plus billion people that inhabit planet Earth, half tonight will go to bed hungry, and of that half, a third are actually starving to death. Give you two startling examples. Half of the children in Guatemala are severely malnourished. Do I have any 12-year-old girls here by chance? If you do, raise your hand for me. Any 12? No? You look like you're fairly close. How old are you, son? Uh, what, miss? <laughs> Excuse me. How old? No, the, the lady behind you in the blue. How old are you, hon? 15? 13, close enough. Imagine a 12-year-old girl that weighs 18 pounds. That would be normative in Guatemala. Another harsh reality is 1,500 children die every hour of hunger-related causes. That's our focus, the poorest of the poor, the ones that have literally nothing. The second distinctive quality of cross is our approach. We don't have what I call a Band-Aid mentality. And what I mean by that is this. I'm sure you've heard about people that said, oh, we went on a mission trip, we went, say, to Guatemala, we built them a healthcare clinic, and they go home. On the surface, a very well-intended gesture. But the untold sad story is this. Those ventures fail typically within the first year for two simple reasons. The first is the ones that meant to do good did not appreciate or fully comprehend how uneducated these people are. They haven't the wherewithal to take care of what was given to them. And the second obvious reason, neither do they have the financial resources to sustain it. So it dies a quick natural death. What we do is we work through the local bishop who helps identify the neediest parts of his diocese. And we work with his missionaries that are already on the ground and in place, his priests, deacons, religious sisters, and Catholic lay leaders. And we make a commitment to be with them for the long term, for as long as it takes to transform this into a real, vibrant community, materially and spiritually. And certainly as we work on our 
plan of action, uh, always up close to the top of their, the list of their greatest needs initially, is not just food, but healthy, nutritious food. And we have special packages we've developed called VitaFood that is packed with the multivitamins and nutrients that are typically lacking in their diets. And over time, we'll teach them how to prepare better, healthier meals for themselves and their families. But what I find interesting is what typically comes up as their greatest initial need above all others. It's something you've all enjoyed today in one form or another, and you didn't think a thing about it. It's called water. It's far hard for us here in the United States to realize a third of our world does not have easy access to safe sources of drinking water or proper sanitation. That's why these destitute areas have such high mortality rates. Bad water will take you out, pure and simple. And so that's generally where we begin. And talking about water and its importance, give you one example how blessed you are just to be here in the States. Your daily job, young man, if you lived in one of these areas, your family would give you some empty containers and you'd have to go off to the nearest source of safe drinking water, which is typically five to seven miles away from the village. Nice little hike, especially in the jungle, but the fun begins when you have to carry it home. It gets heavy in a hurry. That'd be your daily job and that would not be negotiable. How blessed you kids are. And so we address getting a safe source of drinking water in the village initially, and then we're addressing other needs, certainly good nutrition, health care, education, housing, the list goes on and on. And you can just go to our website, crosscatholic.org outreach, and it's just chock full of great information about all the wonderful things we're doing worldwide uh, in 33 different countries currently, and uh, uh, 299 projects ongoing. And in our first 20 years, uh, we've been in 80, over 85 countries providing relief and aid, uh, totaling $3.3 billion. So with your help, we can continue to do this good outreach because God knows the need is there. The third distinctive quality of cross is our stewardship. It is truly exemplary. 95% of what we receive from you, the good people of God, goes to our projects and the missions that we have worldwide. And I think that's an important factor, uh, which leads me to the fourth quality of cross. Uh, we're one of those select few Catholic charities that actually has papal endorsement. In my youth, we call that the good housekeeping seal of approval. And so you can have great confidence in us. And if you're like me, I get literally besieged with hundreds of requests for all kinds of things around the, the year. Can't do it all. In fact, I would say honestly, many of those that make these pleas are not worthy. When you do a little homework and study, they have high administrative cost, et cetera, and you have to wonder who's feeding who here. You can have trust that we will use your funds to support us very wisely and effectively. And best of all, actually get the desired result to make a difference in our suffering brothers and sisters around the globe. 
but I know having shared this with you can be a little overwhelming and numbing, these huge numbers, and you can easily be tempted to say, oh God, what can I do? Well, we can all today do a great good. It's, it's because of one simple thing. Because their economies are so vastly different from ours, we can do good. Just imagine tonight if you were celebrating something in your family, like a birthday, anniversary, what have you. I would dare say for those events, you'd spend at least $100 and maybe a good bit more. That same amount would be like the miracle of the loaves and fishes for our suffering brothers and sisters around the globe. And I'll give you a few examples of that right now. So for those that are in the uh, pews, at the end of the pews, please take the brochures I've placed there. Take one for yourself. And for those that are around you, um, pass that to those inside so each family and or individual has a, a brochure. And let me walk you through it a little bit. So as you get a brochure, open it up. And I'd like to call your attention to the panel marked Make an Impact. And if you go down to the bottom underneath for more information, you'll see our 800 number. But as I mentioned earlier, the, the best resource is going to our website. It's just got all kinds of great information. But notice as you work your way up uh, what some of the possibilities are. We know here in the States buying a home is not a, a cheap endeavor, and uh, sometimes even just paying the monthly rent can be very challenging. But $2,500 will substantially help to build a safe, secure, hurricane-proof home for a needy family. And kids, guess what? That home will have a real floor. Keep in mind, where these people live, their floor is called the earth. And depending on the season of the year, it's more mud than it is earth. Imagine living in that, how blessed you are. $500 will enable us to fully fund a water project, to give the gift of life to a, a, a desperate community. And that, that's my favorite project. And when you go to our website, there's some delightful videos that show the celebrations that take place in these villages. Because keep in mind, this is a first time ever in their lifetime event to have a safe source of drinking water in the village. I call it Christmas Day. And what I get a kick out of when I've watched those videos is not only are the kids jumping up and down for joy, but so are the adults. It's wonderful. $250 will enable us to educate and train an individual to develop a micro-enterprise so they can support themselves and their families. And $75 will provide us the funds to provide that typically needed medical care for newborns and infants. Imagine this, $35 will feed 233 children. So what we can spend on a special occasion can truly do wonders for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so what I ask of you today is please keep the brochure and bring it to prayer. And simply ask the good Lord, Lord, how would you like me to respond to this appeal? And take your time. Let the good Lord lead you through his Holy Spirit. And when you feel so prompted, just take this down the middle. It's perforated. And you'll place your offering in this. And you'll notice at the top it has prayer requests. Please include those. Um, I get requested week in and week out 
to incorporate your, your needs in my daily mass. And also the home office dedicates a part of every Tuesday to pray specifically for your intentions as well. And so like an envelope, there's a large opening for your offering. If you write a check, you can just write in large letters CCO for Cross Catholic Outreach, pop it in. Or if you prefer the reward points now available on credit cards, you can put that information down below and don't worry. We don't share your information with anybody. It's just between you, God, and Cross Catholic, and that's it. We don't do some of that nonsensical stuff that some outfits do of selling your names, etc. And if your offering didn't include your name and address, please be ever so kind to include that on the brochure there in the middle. And uh, we'd like you to do that for two reasons. One, to sincerely thank you for your support today and God willing in the coming months as well. And to secondly, keep you apprised of our ongoing initiatives worldwide. I particularly enjoy them. Just, it's nice to read some good news for a change. There is a lot of good things going on. We just don't get to hear about it. This is a good opportunity. And so when you finish the brochure, just lick the top like an envelope, fold it over, press it together, ready to go. And if you complete your brochure tonight, I'll be in the back to receive them, or you can give it to one of the, I guess they call them ambassadors now, not ushers, one of the ambassadors, or Mark, and they'll get it to me and I'll get it to cross. But when the time is right for you, whatever it is, this week, next month, again, it's between you and the Holy Spirit. And you can just pop this in any mailbox. It's already postage paid. And you'll hear from us shortly thereafter, and we'll take it from there. So I want to thank Father Mark for the opportunity to be with you this weekend, give him a little break, and give us a chance to tell our story and how you can be a part of our outreach worldwide. So I'll leave you with this last thought. In the 37th Psalm, we read, The righteous are generous and keep giving. May each of us do our part to help build up this one body of Christ, the church to fulfill our call to be mindful of our least brothers and sisters around the world, and by doing so, to secure our place in the eternal kingdom. God bless you all. I'd just like to share a brief uh, communion meditation with you. As I mentioned, Mother Teresa was uh, largely responsible for the inspiration and the development of cross-Catholic outreach. I think as you hear these words of hers, uh, you'll see uh, her imprint on the work of Cross Catholic. She tells us this, My dear children, without our suffering, our work would just be social work, very good and helpful, but it would not be the work of Jesus Christ, not part of the redemption. All the desolation of the poor people, not only their material poverty, but their spiritual destitution must be redeemed, and we must have our share in it. Yes, my dear children, let us share the sufferings of our poor, for only by being one with them, we can redeem them. That is, bringing God into their lives and bringing them to God.